Greetings and salutations and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am your host, Skits M. Jones. And we got a lot to talk about on today's episode, so let's kick right the fuck into it. Uh, First off, let's talk about this past week's Game of Microphones. Absolutely fantastic show. Uh, Thank you to my friends who came out to see it. Thank you to everyone who came out to see it, if you're listening to this. Uh, Lom Galuka headlined, absolutely crushed it. Marcus Hendricks was the winner of the evening amongst the competing comics. Shout out to Eddie Love, Michael Cooper, Brandon Prosek, Alex Hudak, Sophia Smarandescu, Kevin Wood, and Amit Joshi. Y'all did fucking fantastic, and uh, thank you all for coming out, for performing, for doing the damn thing. Uh, I will not be at Game of Microphones this week. I'm still going to be scouting on Monday. Um, which if you're interested in how to get on game of microphones, uh, I will be taking over a little bit more of the book for the competing comics. So if you were looking to get a a competition slot on game of microphones, uh, easiest way is be there on Monday nights at comedy shrine, uh, and, and be in front of me so I can, I can see you. I can take notes. I can, uh, you know, schedule you, we can talk, whatever, whatever. Uh, aside from that, I mean, uh, if, if we know each other, hit me up, you know, I, I, if I know you, I know you, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like I said, best way come out on Mondays. Um, I will be there every Monday, except right now, August 26th. I won't be there. I'll get to that in a second. First off, here's why I won't be a game of microphones this week. Uh, because Thursday, August 8th, I'm returning to Still Not Friday at Two Brothers in Aurora. Uh, that's going to be fantastic. Looking forward to that. So this Thursday, Still Not Friday, Two Brothers Roundhouse in Aurora. Uh, August 24th, I'll be at Shots and Eagles at the Drunken Donut in Joliet. And August 26th, that's a Monday night. I'm going back out to the city. I'm doing Rising Laughter at My Buddies in Chicago. So uh, that should be fun. It's a showcase and an open mic. Uh, So come out for both of those things. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's get into the the meat and potatoes, or the meat substitute if you're vegan or whatever, uh, of the episode. Something I want to talk about, and I've been been questioning whether I wanted to talk about this on the podcast or not. Um, It's... Mental health in the scene. Um, you know, and I, I know I've only been around uh, a year and some months. Uh, I'm, I'm still new on the scene. Um, but mental health seems to definitely be a thing. Now, obviously, uh, on, on, the, on the broader scale, you know, and I, I make jokes about, about this with, with people all the time, like, Anyone who thinks they deserve a platform, you know, whether it's music, whether it's wrestling, whether it's uh, politics or, or you know, being a, a preacher in, in religion or, uh, you know, being a stand-up comic, whatever it is that makes you think that you deserve a platform, a place on a stage and an audience to listen to you, that's already rooted in some amount of uh, 
unwellness. Like, there is something inherently weird with a lot of us that drives us to seek uh, approval and validation of of rooms full of strangers. Um, th- there's something very weird about that. And so already we're, we're, we're talking about a, a group of people who have, you know, maybe it's narcissism, maybe it's abandonment issues, maybe it's, it, it could be anything. Um, but there's something weird that drives all of us that makes us want to, like I said, seek validation from rooms full of strangers. That's a weird drive to have. And we are a weird class of people that have it. Um, for 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 comedy, um, you know, there's there's been so many written think pieces and, and whatnot about uh, the nature of uh, depression and suicidal uh, uh, idea uh, um, suicidal ideation, uh, if not straight up carrying out. Uh, of, of, you know, self-harm and, and suicide and whatnot. Uh, and of course, you know, drugs and alcohol and all those kind of things. There's already been so many pieces done about all of that with regards to comedy. You know, I mean, you look at, uh, you know, what, what people were like in the wake of, of Robin Williams, uh, uh, passing and, and all of that. Um, you know, there's a lot of, depression usually hidden under a lot of, uh, laughter. And so there, there's a a number of factors at play that make me want to talk about this. There's also, uh, some comics on the scene who either have been going through it and, you know, withdraw from the scene and disappear for a while, or, uh, you know, people who, suddenly have a, a major shift in persona, uh, in a, a, a manner that has been, uh, downright unnerving, if not frightening for some people. Um, I talked on previous episodes that I had a week where I went through, uh, probably a mild, uh, manic episode, uh, for, for a week. And, you know, it was honestly, you know, almost the best I've ever felt, uh, performing during that week. Uh, everything just felt on, um, you know, and, and I've had, uh, depressive episodes as well. And I've mined those for, for material, which I think a lot of us do, you know, we, we have our, our issues and we, uh, explore them and we, we mine them for where the, the humor is in it. That's almost, you know, a, a coping, uh, mechanism, a defense mechanism, a, a, a way to process, um, and, and whatnot. Uh, but I, I wonder what is the responsibility within the scene to, care for the scene, police the scene, you know, there, there's always talk about, all right, well, what happens if there is a predator in the scene? What happens if someone is, uh, heinous to other people? You know, do we call out people like that? And and we do, but what do we do when we are concerned that there is someone who is, who is perhaps unhinged, 
uh, in the scene? What is our responsibility in it? And at what point, you know, is, is some of it persona? And at what point is some of it a real issue, you know, especially, uh, amongst the micro crowd, you know, with, with, with open mics, anyone can get on stage and perform. And you, you see people, uh, unleashing whatever it is they have inside them on that stage. And you don't want to put restrictions on people because in ways, this is the one outlet that, people may have to express themselves and to be shut out or ostracized from it could be as detrimental as anything else. Um, but that being said, almost everyone else in the room is going to have some fragility or another. Um, and, you know, we've got, uh, we've got comics who have PTSD. We have comics who have anxiety. We have comics who have depression. We have comics who have uh, you know, past, uh, traumas and, and, you know, trauma responses. We've got the, in any scene, the scene runs the gamut and that's going to be true for audiences as well. Um, you know, so at, at, at what point do we, I don't want to say limit, but where do we step in? What, what is the, uh, deciding factor for, okay, this has now gone from the realm of performance to the realm of, uh, being concerning. Um, you know, what, what safeguards do we have in place? And by and large, it's usually just, uh, a few people on the scene are all kind of on the same boat of like, oh, this is happening with this person. So just be on the lookout. Um, which is fine to a degree, but it's so wildly subjective. Um, you know, and, uh, with, with open mics, there's, you know, uh, some rooms have a, a stage and people tend to stay on the stage. And then some rooms are just a room and people will move about the room. Some rooms have tethered mics. Some rooms have wireless. There's so many factors at play, um, you know, I, I was, I was at a, uh, a mic and, um, I'm, I'm being purposefully kind of nonspecific about this because I, I don't want it to be about, uh, any one person or any one, uh, event or, or anything like that. Um, because I, I've, I've seen a handful of people who have had, uh, rough, t rough, you know, rough goes of it. Um, or they seem to be having the best go of it personally, but it's freaking out the rest of the room. Uh, I've, I've seen that as well. And, you know, what, what is the responsibility of the scene to, A, watch out for the people who are perhaps in the midst of something that is, you know, less... Uh, stable and what is the responsibility to watch the rest of the room that is perhaps being uh triggered or thrown off by the in instability um i don't know i don't know what the answers to any of these things are um 
but it's it's a discussion that is perhaps warranted uh you know what should there be uh specific rules in place for on and off stage behavior you know obviously like i said if people get predatory or they get weird or if someone assaults someone or anything like that there's all sorts of you know uh rules whether official or unofficial of how to handle that um but given the nature of of what we do and what an open mic is uh, above all else um you know what what is the responsibility and i i don't know you know and especially being someone who doesn't run an open mic i don't want to uh speak for for anyone else um you know obviously things like that play into who i would or wouldn't book for you know game of microphones if i if i think someone is uh going through a period where it would be detrimental either to themselves or to others to put them on the stage i'm not going to put them on the stage but an open mic is open so it's a different thing um so yeah it's it's something that's been on my mind and again not just for the recent uh week which if you're in the scene you know what i'm talking about i don't know why i'm being so cagey but i am we're dealing with it um but again my own manic episode uh i've seen people go through uh depressive episodes where um either they don't perform or uh you know they're there but they don't perform and they kind of keep to themselves or they're just not there anymore you know and and at what point do you do you reach out to people and be like, Hey, I don't want to pry. I don't, but if someone's a regular and suddenly they vanish, that's, you know, and I'm not talking like they take a week off, like whatever, but you know, many times people will vanish and sometimes it's just, Hey, I'm taking a break to go do some writing or, Hey, I'm busy. Uh, my work schedule changed. I've got family in town. And then sometimes it's no, I'm going through the shit and I just don't have uh, performance in me and it would be detrimental to my own personal health to try and force performing. So yeah, there's, there's a lot there. And I, I wonder what, what the responsibility is sometimes. And, um, you know, obviously it's also one of those things it's easier when it's someone you like like if if a a friend who's on the scene is going through it that's going to be easier than someone who you don't care for or you don't know that well or um you know someone who makes you uncomfortable because there are there are people there are performers who like i said everyone's got their own history and their own baggage and there are some people that set off triggers for other people um just by nature of their being either they have a certain energy about them or a certain uh you know way of of carrying themselves or uh you know there there's something that is uh off-putting or reminds you of you know something else from your past or whatever it is um you know, so it, again, it's it's easy when it's someone that you know and someone that you care about already, even outside of the realm of comedy. But if it's someone you, you see, you know, once a week, twice a week at open mics and they are 
there is clearly something going on. What is the what is the role to play? I don't know. I I I wish I knew. I don't know. Um I I will say, you know, everyone keep an eye on everyone. You know, there's it's a rough world as it is. Uh, you know, there's there's so much responsibility to just surviving, let alone thriving, that, you know, it's it's a rough world, especially for people who are already, fra- I hate saying fragile, because maybe that's not the word, but there is, there is already a, 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 a crack in the dam, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so that's something I wanted to kind of, kind of just openly talk about a little bit and and you know if you're listening maybe get some wheels spinning and if you have thoughts on it you know definitely reach out to me uh and and you know reach out to each other as well but it's it's a discussion I would love to have um so you know hit me up on any of the social medias at skits jones on all the things or skitsmjones at gmail.com for the email or if you're on the anchor app you can drop me a, a voice message and you know I can uh, play it on the episode and then, you know, respond or whatever. Um, yeah, it's something I think we should all kind of be thinking about, um, you know, what are, especially in the, the constantly changing landscape of, of not just comedy, but the, the world in general, uh, you know, as, as Dylan said, the times they are changing and we've got to, you know, in a lot of ways, step up or step in or uh, at the very least have the conversation, you know, what should we be doing? So yeah, let's, let's prompt that conversation. And there we go. Um, All right. Uh, I don't want this to be like a super long episode. I was considering talking a little bit about uh, you know, I, I mentioned mental health runs rampant through uh, the the scene. Uh, you know, I I am uh, I'm reaching a point where I'm not surprised anymore when I hear another comic has also been in impatient psych. Um, a lot of people know me know that I did a a stint in uh, impatient uh, at the VA hospital, uh, which. You know, it's the only inpatient uh, facility I've been to. Um, it it was uh, interesting. Um, you know, you you see uh, inpatient facilities and 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 whatnot represented in the media, and they're often so wildly different than the experience. Uh, of, of of people you talk to who have firsthand experience. That said, I still have a weird uh, draw and affinity, and there's an appeal to uh, uh, you know film or movie or or you know books that take place in inpatient psych or asylums or whatnot. There's a there's a weird I don't know something about that as a setting for exploration of character and narrative uh, is very interesting to me and always has been. Uh, probably even before I did my first 
uh, and to date only uh, stint in inpatient. Um, I've still got therapist. She's great. It's wonderful. Um, I've I've had a weird relationship with uh, with with shrinks over the years. I've had uh, shrinks where um, basically I've performed uh, my history and my trauma for them, and they've been uh, wildly entertained by my stories and my anecdotes. But we didn't really do anything to make any sort of progress. Um, I've had, uh, a therapist I brought to tears the first time that I met her. Uh, that was a a weird situation. Um, the therapist I've had now has been fantastic. Uh, absolutely great resource. Um, I've been on, you know, psych drugs. I've been off psych drugs. I'm not on any currently. Uh, haven't been for some years, and uh, I think a lot of my coping strategies and other mechanisms are, are working wonders for me. Um, you know, I have my rough patches, but don't we all? That's normal. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe we should do a panel show and just have everyone who's ever been in impatient psych, and we'll just swap fucking mental hospital stories (laughs) i don't know uh there's enough of us on the scene who talk openly about it i bet we could make a pretty good show out of that um maybe that show's not for me though maybe that maybe someone else takes the reins on that i don't know i don't know it's an idea we'll put it out into the ether see what happens see if it manifests um i talked about uh tv and movies and whatnot uh, taking place in, uh, asylum. So, you know what, let's do, uh, let's do, let's, let's move to recommendations. Um, a few films that, uh, take place in asylums. Um, let's see. It's kind of a funny story is one that I watched recently. Uh, Zach Galifianakis, uh, probably one of the biggest names in it. Um, uh, who else? Oh, why can't I think of her real name? Oh, Zoe Kravitz is in it. She's great. Uh, Emma Roberts. That's who I was trying to think of. Emma Roberts is in it. I don't know the kid who starred in it from anything else. So I have no frame of reference. Um, but, uh, it's a cute little movie. It's kind of a romantic comedy coming of age story that takes place in a, an inpatient psych facility. Uh, it's lighter and, and more humorous than a lot of, uh, of films that, that explore that subject matter. Um, Girl Interrupted, of course, is a classic, you know, with, with Angelina Jolie and Winona Ryder, uh, when, when they were both kind of at their, like, their 90s peaks. Um, that's a, a classic as well. Um, and you know what? I'll give a shout out to American Horror Story Asylum. Uh, it's not a, what the hell was that? Got fire trucks honking outside my apartment. Nothing's on fire. There's no sirens. Just a, just, I know that particular honk. Um, <laughs> but yeah, American Horror Story Asylum. Why not? That's, uh, that was a, a fun season. Um, 
really nothing to do with uh, mental health or proper mental health treatment. Um, but I enjoy American Horror Story. It's it's campy fun. So yeah, let's move on to music. Um, oldest song that I'll bring up is uh, Manic Depression by Jimi Hendrix. You can't go wrong with Hendrix. Hendrix was such a, a, a fantastic musician. Um, and, and again, you know, we can talk about the trappings of all the troubles of fame and all that. And, and then that brings us back to the subject matter of the day. But uh, a solid jam, not one of the singles, but a, a solid jam all the same. Um, will usually be featured on like a best of compilation, but... Um, not, not the one that, you know, everyone will think of like Purple Rain or any of the Dylan covers, you know, but, uh, yeah, Manic Depression, Jimi Hendrix, decent song, check it out. Uh, what else we got? A Willie Nelson cover. Willie Nelson did the song Crazy. It was covered by Kidney Thieves. Uh, fantastic cover. Um, there's, there's kind of two versions. One that was on the Bride of Chucky soundtrack, which was real good. And then uh, I want to say it was uh, tweaked a little bit for the Zero Space album. Um, I mean, still basically the same song, but I, I think there were a few uh, instrumental and maybe a tempo change in there. Um, but that's a jam. I love Kidney Thieves. I think they are a band that never got enough credit as a a uh, a, a solid industrial group. Uh, Free Dominguez, fantastic vocalist, and really lovely person as well. Um, so yeah, check out the cover of Crazy by Kidney Thieves. And then uh, one of my favorite karaoke songs um, is uh, Unwell by Matchbox 20. Uh, Rob Thomas has such a fantastic voice. Um, I, I've been dipping back into a bit of Matchbox 20 and, and Rob Thomas. I mean... Uh, that that song with Santana, uh, so good. But yeah, so unwell, Matchbox Twenty, and that'll that'll close out the the list. I didn't specifically do like an old song, a new song, but just you know a couple songs, uh, two couple two three. Uh, so yeah, those are the song recommendations. Let's move on and close out the episode with your tarot pull. Uh, I am pulling a card from that '90s tarot by Christy Prokopiak. Um, and man, this card could not have been more on the nose. This is just the card I drew. Uh, judgment is the card, and judgment in this deck is represented by Kurt Cobain. And if we're talking about you know mental health and uh, all the trappings that go along with it, especially for a performer, man, Kurt Cobain defined a generation. You know, um, the 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 brief life and, you know, sudden sharp death of, of Kurt Cobain really shaped the, the cultural landscape for a while there. And, uh, yeah. So what a, what a fitting card. Um, the keywords on, uh, uh, the, the cheat sheet that come with the deck for the card of judgment are, uh, forgiveness, reconciliation, and awakening. Uh, Digging a little deeper, uh, reading uh, uh, Michelle T's book on 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 tarot, um, 
it's the second to last card in the major arcana, uh, arcana. and the major arcana uh, are the cards that detail the fool's journey. And the the fool's journey it starts with the fool, it ends with the world, and it's a a, a life cycle. It's a, a a story cycle. It's a season cycle. It's it's the the fool's journey is from being uh, the the naive rube new to the 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 story to being the world being everything and 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 having reached the the end of of the narrative um and uh you know it's it's the second to last step before uh before the cycle begins all over again you know um because that's what life is it's a series of repeating uh, cycles you know whether we're talking uh you know the 24 hours in a day you know the the 60 seconds in a minute the 12 months in a year um you know the 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 30 ish days in a in a lunar cycle everything is is cyclical uh the seasons um you know the 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 circle of life you know it is what it is and it's not one circle. It's a constant series of, of cycles. Um, and ideally with, with each repetition of, of that, of that cycle, we're moving, uh, in a, in a forward direction or an upward direction, or we're moving in a direction. Um, you know, so that, that cycle turns into a spiral, you know, um, because we're not just, we're not just doing the cycle; we're also moving. So yeah, it's it's geometrically we're we're talking about uh, we're talking about spirals. Uh, remind me in a future episode to talk about the movie Dark City. That should maybe be my next uh, uh, this movie's metal as fuck episode, Dark City. But anyway, um, I'm I'm getting off topic. So second to last card in the Fool's Journey. Uh, before the whole cycle begins again. And judgment is about uh, owning what came before. You know, your your past shit before the cycle can renew again. Um, because you, you have to, before you start something anew, you have to look at what you're finishing. Um, and, you know, what you, what you think... And what you do defines who and what you are. And you have to reconcile those elements of what you are with what you wish to be. Um, that is, uh, it, it, it's just what, what has to be. We all have this internal idea of ourselves. Uh, and trying to, to reconcile our actions and our thoughts with our idealized selves is one of the toughest things in life. Um, and, and so you have to be honest with yourself and you have to take a real look at yourself and you have to be like, all right, am I putting negativity out into the world? Am I hurting people? Am I hurting myself? Am I, um, am I being detrimental to the progress of others or the progress of, of myself? Uh, you know, and, and really owning that shit. Uh, because by owning it, you can start to address it. And by addressing it, you can bring yourself that much closer to that actualized, 
you know, I, ideal version of yourself so that hopefully in the next cycle, uh, you know, and again, I, I'm not talking reincarnation. I'm talking the day-to-day cycle of living, you know, from from wake to sleep and back to wake again. You know, that is a cycle. And so each repetition of that cycle, try to be that little bit better and that little bit closer to the version of yourself that you see in your head. Um, you know, and make that the version that people see when they look at you as well. So that is your card for the episode. The card is judgment. And uh, it's about, you know, forgiving yourself, reconciling yourself, addressing your past, and improving your future. Uh, So that's what I leave you with for the episode, for the day. Uh, hope you all are having a good weekend. I hope to see you at all the upcoming shows. Like I said, this coming Thursday, still not Friday at two brothers roundhouse in Aurora. Uh, I hope to see so many people there. It would be wonderful, uh, to, to see some familiar faces. So, uh, without any further ado, let's close this episode out with my usual uh, (laughs) request. Oh man. Getting marble mouth to close it out. You try and end strong, and then you step on your own dick. You know what I mean? Um, it's like like fumbling a punchline at the end of a set. It's just the worst. Ah, but anyway, you know what to do. Keep that trash fire burning.